Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Amy Marks, Chorus, Chris Ranji on KMOX. We're about halfway through the program today. It's good to have you with us for this uh, this show and every day from 10 until 1 on KMOX. We go back to the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning. And visiting with us is St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabriel Gore, who uh, held a press conference, oh, about an hour and a half ago uh, here in St. Louis for a progress report over the last six months. Mr. Gore, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, it's uh, good to be here. It, it's good to have you, and, uh, you, you know, we have been uh, following along what's been happening in the city of St. Louis since you took over, and, you know, that's sometime around mid-May. What have you found, and what does your report card over the last six months tell you? Well, that um, that would cover a lot. Um, I would say that... that to sum it up, I would say that we have, um, when I came on board, it was, uh, I think I said in my opening press conference that it was a, a job that, that we had accepted where failure was not an option because to fail would mean that the city of St. Louis criminal justice system would fail because the circuit attorney's office plays a critical role in the city of St. Louis criminal justice system. And I would say that the high level report uh, of my the high level uh, summary of my six month report is that um, I, I do believe we succeeded in restoring the circuit attorney's office office's place in the St. Louis City's criminal justice system and that we we are now fulfilling that role. When you look at what the circuit attorney's office, your office, has to deal with, there is both the current caseload that continues to be built, but then also a fairly sizable backlog. Where is your office when it comes to the backlogged cases? I know there were over 250 homicides and over 3,000 felony cases backlogged when you stepped into that role. Yes. Um, so when we talk about backlogs in this office, we talk about the, the, the backlog of homicide cases. Uh, typically, historically, in the circuit attorney's office, you have anywhere between 100 and 115 uh, homicide cases pending. Obviously, those are the cases that require the most resources and are the most time intensive. Um, when I took on this appointment on uh, May 30th, when I was sworn in, there were 250 homicides pending. So, so over a hundred percent more homicides pending than, than is typical. Um, we have been working to reduce that backlog of homicide cases. We have disposed of 53 homicides since I've been here, but as you mentioned, the work of this office goes forward. So we've charged an additional 37. There are also um, 25 cases or 24 cases that the 
St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department's Homicide Division has asked us to take a fresh look at because they believe that there may be sufficient evidence to go forward, even though those cases were declined by the prior administration. So uh, we're doing all that work. We're doing it with the help of neighboring prosecuting attorney's offices, the U.S. attorney's offices, private attorneys who uh, were previously assistant circuit attorneys in this office, all coming back to help us out and manage that um, tremendous backlog of homicides. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore is with us on KMOX, and that was when when things were apparently bad several months ago. You did hear from a lot of different prosecutors in the area or offices saying we would be happy to help out. Do you have do you have numbers on that? the The amount of people from the outside who have been offering their assistance. Um, it's it's well, it's been tremendous. Um, I haven't sat down and counted up the number, but I can tell you that uh, Wesley Bell, uh, the St. Louis County prosecutor, has been uh, tremendous in supporting our office. Um, In the early days when we literally didn't have enough attorneys to staff the dockets, he was sending down two attorneys um, full-time each week to to assist us. And he also um, had an attorney full-time helping us out in the warrant office. Uh, those, Those attorneys are no longer here but they were critical to our efforts in those initial months. And so we really appreciate that. Um, uh, Franklin County's prosecuting attorney's office has uh, had people coming down, helping us out in the warrant office. Uh, The Missouri office of prosecuting services has been tremendous. They've helped us our office out in the warrant office in victim services um, and really uh, have just been tremendous in supporting our efforts. Uh, St. Charles County has been, um, a good partner. Uh, Jane Darst, the um, former first assistant here under Jennifer Joyce, has been really a uh, great partner for me in terms of helping to rebuild the administrative side of the office. And her being able to engage in that work is really thanks to St. Charles County willingness to give her uh, time away from her day job as a St. Charles County prosecutor to uh, come down and help us out. So uh, really, the uh, support has been tremendous. And, of course, on the homicides, like I said, we have the U.S. Attorney's Office um, that has been a great partner with us on those serious cases and, and the private law firms. Um, Sandberg, Phoenix. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Thompson Colburn and uh, Baker Sturgey um, have been tremendous. Um, Brian Cave has been um, very helpful to us in providing paralegal support. So it's really just been, um, really, we've we've just been embraced by the community and um, the assistance has been tremendous. And to to clarify, because you mentioned that some of the cases that were dismissed under the previous circuit attorney, uh, there has been an appeal to see if those cases should be looked at again. Uh, If I'm understanding that correctly, I know Attorney General Andrew Bailey found that there were over 25,000 cases dismissed and also 2,735 cases dismissed by judges for failure to prosecute are those? Is it out of that batch uh, that you're seeing some of these cases come back? 
Um, I, I, I'm not sure about that. But what I was describing is the fact that there's 24 homicides that have been identified by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department's Homicide Division, where they have said, they have come to us and said, A, we think you should take a second look at these cases. These are homicide prosecutions that were declined, presumably due to a lack of evidence. Um, they maybe uh, have obtained additional evidence or didn't agree with that assessment and have asked us to take a fresh look. And that's something that we're doing. Uh, Gabriel Gore, St. Louis Circuit Attorney, is with us on KMOX. When we were hearing about things that were happening in the previous administration, um, the reporting that was done, that there were a lot of cases that are that were slipping through the cracks or maybe a case would be assigned to somebody who was on leave or just all sorts of what appeared to be administrative errors. Did you notice that a lot of that stuff was going on? And, and if so, how easy was that to clean up? Well, um, what what I have said about that is that when, when I when I came on board, I would describe what the situation I walked into as a troubled law office. So uh, things were not running the way they should. Um, we didn't have the staff or the resources to run the way that this office needs to, to run. So uh, that's what we had to get to work fixing. And the biggest piece of riding the ship and getting things working better was to get back experienced prosecutors to do the work. And that's, like I said in, in my press conference, um, that was the biggest question I had when I accepted this appointment. The response has been overwhelming. It has been humbling. Um, and we've brought back 24 attorneys. Of those 24 attorneys, uh, 17 are former prosecutors. Those 17 former prosecutors have over 120 years of prosecutorial experience. They have tried hundreds of your most serious state felonies. And that's the biggest piece of turning things around in this office, bringing back that level of experience and expertise and commitment to public service is invaluable. We're chatting with St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore. And if I may ask you about... uh Rather famously, uh, the previous circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, had a lengthy exclusion list, with which was a list of police officers from whom she would not take cases or evidence. It wasn't officially a Brady list because it wasn't made public. So there was a lot of uh, obfuscation or secrecy around it. it do you have... Uh, whatever that list was, uh, do you know if those officers who are, are no longer on a list, or what is the status of that situation? So I think I I, I said this, um, I believe, on the day I was swearing in, uh, sworn in. Um, the exclusion list um, did exist. It was a list of names. Um, I I was not aware of any support for the list or what the support might have been for the list. Um, and therefore, it's not something that I've ever relied on or utilized. It was a policy of, of a past administration and has played no role um, in my um, tenure as circuit attorney. Is a list like that ever necessary? 
Um, I think there was um, a, a reference to a Brady list. A Brady list is something that is common in prosecuting attorney offices. Uh, an exclusion list is not something that um, I am familiar with nor plan to utilize, but uh, a Brady list is something that is a uh, regular a tool regularly used in prosecuting attorneys' offices across the across the country. And Brady, of course, refers to the landmark um, Supreme Court case that says basically there is a obligation by prosecuting attorneys' offices to turn over favorable evidence. And if that favorable evidence is um, evidence that can be used to challenge the credibility of police officer witnesses, you must turn that over. And, and our office adheres to that policy. With uh, regarding then your office relationship to the St. Louis City Police, has was there a at the beginning of your tenure a resetting of that relationship? And have there been ongoing discussions with the police department, uh, the commissioner Robert Tracy, and so forth? I, I I would I would think describing it as a resetting would be appropriate because I think that the relationship between our office and the police department had had deteriorated. And so um, we kind of started anew. Um, I met with Chief Tracy within my first week of being appointed. Um, we reopened the warrant office, which is where we got the kind of kind of reestablished the interaction between our office and the frontline police officers um, in terms of interacting on a daily basis at the warrant office. So um, we've been working kind of up and down the line in terms of uh, at every level of our office has been working with every level of the police department. I mentioned to you how we're working with the homicide division on those those 24 fresh look cases. And that type of collaboration and cooperation um, can really be seen um, at every level of, of our office and the police department. So it's a relationship that is critical to enforcing the laws and achieving a higher level of public safety for all, all of the St. Louis region. It's a relationship that if it's dysfunctional and not working, the, the, the people who end up suffering from that are the citizens of St. Louis. So we're, we're going to work hard to maintain that relationship. Um, I anticipate that we'll, we'll have challenging times in that relationship because that's the nature of it. But it's an important relationship and one that we're going to work to make sure uh, is, is professional and uh, productive for the citizens of St. Louis. Talking with St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore, and earlier today at the press conference, you said that there is no type of crime that you're looking the other way on. What people, I, I think what they want to know is what are the results? What so, so what is the real world? How is the way the office is operating affecting the streets? Are you? Do you have any sort of sense of, of whether or not what the office is doing now is leading to an actual safer St. Louis city? Um, I, I believe that a timely enforcement of the criminal laws will have an impact on overall public safety in the city of St. Louis. Anecdotally, you ask me, <clears throat> If I've I've seen that impact already, I will tell you an example of, of where where there's an immediate impact. When someone is arrested by the police department and charged with a crime, and that 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 
case is applied for, a warrant is applied for at our office. If we don't issue on that warrant, that individual is released and is back out on the street immediately while that application for warrant is pending. Um, as I've talked about, when we came in, there were 6,700 applications for warrants pending. Um, of those 6,700, we know that the nine of them were homicides and hundreds of them were violent felonies. We're now charging those cases in a timely manner, and that has an immediate impact of removing those individuals from the streets. It has an impact on police morale. I've heard that from a number of police officers. You know, um, neither, neither the police officers nor the prosecutors in my office are in this business to make money. There's ways you can make more money. They're, they're in it because they want to serve. They want to have an impact. They want to uh, help reduce violent crime and crime in, the, in, in, in their community. And I've heard from a number of police officers that they really appreciate the fact that they know that when they make an arrest and they build a case where they have the evidence to hold someone accountable for committing a crime, that that's actually happening in a timely manner. So, yes, uh, the impact, I've seen it. I've been, it's been reported to me, and uh, people have told me that they feel it. Um, and we're going to continue um, doing that. And I think the longer we're able to maintain that, the, the, the better things are going to be. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore, thank you for checking in with us. We really do appreciate your time today and hope we can talk again soon. Well, thank you for um, having me, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. That is, again, the St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore, who's been on the job about half a year, a Mm -hmm. little over six months. Uh, He has been with the office and... Um, reports things are are improving, mm-hmm. which is all we've been asking for in the city. That's Amy Marks Corps. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.